0: Torahim so, we continue with the Sefer Mirza Shem. This should be the last class on this Sefer. And tomorrow we'll learn another Sefer from Rav Pinkus, which is called Nefesh Shimshon, which is called the Sidur Hatvilah, the order of the prayer, where he goes through all the prayers, more inside explanation. Okay, so chapter 6. Remember, chapter 5 it was talking about people who were in. Uh, Hurried situations and you're rushing, and you know what? How can I have kavana? And we have to save to grab the opportunity as a unique opportunity. So, uh, so he now in chapter six wants to give a deeper uh, piece of advice of how to get yourself ready for davening when you're in a big rush, and he says it's also a fundamental point halach for every tefila and avodas Hashem. And uh, this is the concept of the preparation a person must have before davening and before any mitzvah. And the tzaddik said in the beginning of the Sefer, in the introductory comments, he had a whole chapter about hachanah, about preparation. But he said that was in one aspect, where the Shulchan Aruch says you have to prepare yourself for prayer. Uh, so th- that was one area. And where the Shulchan Aruch says the person has to prepare himself for davening, such as he has to, uh, put, uh, to take away all distracting thoughts from his mind. So that was one aspect. One way you prepare is to just get yourself out of the distractions that are there. That's what he mentioned earlier in the Sefer. But he says there's a second aspect to preparation. As we'll say, surmeirah va'asey There's a preparation of surmeirah just get all the things in your mind out of your mind. That's a big job. But the second point, and that's exactly what Shulchan says, take out all those uh, disturbing thoughts. But the second one is to arrange and prepare the type of a avoda you plan on doing before you actually do it. This is what we'll call the asetov. tov. Just like we have many times before you do a mitzvah there's a Kabbalistic preface where we say mm-hmm. I am preparing myself to uh, join the the um, the la the kodesh mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. etc et that are printed in the Sidorim before you do a mitzvah even one according to his custom. So this aspect is a person should know what is he about to do and how he plans to do it in the best way possible. And and he should know before he does a mitzvah. he should know this before he does the mitzvah and then to do the mitzvah to perfection. So this is not a negative of distra- putting away the distractions, but think about what are you really planning on doing right now? Which is really fascinating because most people don't give it a thought. Now, if you're having a prayer class right before davening, it makes it easier. But generally speaking, you don't have to answer. But the last time you went to a shul to daven, just for davening, what were you thinking about? Well, I'm not going to say what you were thinking about. But certain people let's say listening to the radio in the car, whatever, listening to a shear in the car. Some people are on the phone, and around the phone right until they're coming into the shul, then they turn it off. And then they put it in the box, okay. But one thing you're not doing is you're not preparing for this meeting with a chef All right. So is, you that, get, is that what suvidazim is for? Well, no. Well, let's let's see about the the whole idea. But that could be suvidazim. What about for mincha? I understand. Okay. So he says the He says, now I. You know what? It's he gives this example. I don't relate to this example I'm not saying he's not giving a good example maybe he's talking to a very yeshivish a crowd um, he's talking about we, we see that the prayers for the high holidays in Rosh Hashim and Kippur they are totally different than the prayers of the whole year and it can't be just because uh, he's making more efforts because it's Tov. okay uh, a lot of times we want to make a lot of efforts before regular It doesn't work the idea he says, he says the, you could say it's the holiness of the day that helps you with your prayers, but he feels the main thing is, a Jew who's a Baal Nefesh and a Ben Torah. See, that's important qualification. He says, really you're preparing for this prayer a whole year long. Because many times during the year, you think, oh, when Rosh Hashanah comes, whoa, then I'm gonna do this and that. Whereas people are thinking, long term, you know, when's Rosh Hashanah coming, or let's say an elder thinking about it, so he maintains that people are making a lot of thought about Rosh Hashanah before Rosh Hashanah, and because of that, when you get to it, you're more prepared Um, and he says even if somebody, let's say, just came from a long trip, let's say from uh, one city to another, to be in another city for Rosh Hashanah, even though you're tired, but when you're going to actually daven, you're going to give it your best davening so he's suggesting so I don't know if this is the best example for us because I don't know how many non-B'nai Torah uh, and non, non uh, what was the term he used the uh, uh, whatever uh, Bal Nefesh I don't know if if you're really thinking about Rosh Hashanah lately <laughs> okay so that's why I don't know if it's a good example for us but yeah um, he says, certainly on a daily basis, he says, if you have the right thoughts and the right preparation, it could be very helpful. Now, he gives a source for this and then he'll give other Misholem that I think relate much more. The Gemara Bracha says, Rabbi Yochanan says, as someone who wants to accept the yoke of heaven in its perfection, it says, Yifne, he should first uh, relieve himself and then wash his hands, put on tefillin, read Kriyoshma and Davin. He says, this is Malchus Shemayim Shlema. That's the perfect Malchus Shemayim. Then another rabbi says, anyone who goes to the washroom, washes his hand, puts on film, reads Kriyashma, Davin's, it's considered as if he built a Mizbeach and brought a Korban on it. When you were allowed to do that, in the times when Bomas were allowed, he brings a source to that. So, he analyzes this Gemara in a few ways. He says, number one, the fact that it says Yifne, he should go to the bathroom. You figure for a simple level that he should daven when he's clean. That would seem to be, you know, you have to be clean when you're daven because that's difficult because if his body's not clean, that's its own halacha. You're not allowed to say Kriya Shema when your body's not clean. So it seems going to the bathroom here is is not so much a pu'ula of stay away from evil Take away something that holds you back from davening, but it more is a positive thing, it's part of accepting the yoke of heaven. In other words, we're making a preparation since I'm preparing for Davin, it's more of a positive thing. Is, and, that, is it to do with be, say, No, so you no, 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 it's what it's like. It's like sure. I'm, I'm going to daven, so I've got to make myself the best I can for davening. That's the way it's looking at. And that's why the analysis is that it's like he built a Mizbeach and brought a corbin on it. So, why do you say built a Mizbeach? Just say he brought a corbin. So, he says, a great idea. He says, it's not the same thing if you build the Mizbeach and put all your koiches into it and then use it, you're going to be much more kavana than if you go to a random Mizbeach. When I built the actual Mizbeach that I'm going to serve on, that building is such a hachonah for any avoda that I'm going to do. You know, let's say a person built his own shul with his own blood, sweat, and tears. He built the shul and Dobbins in that shul. You know, so that used to be the old, old uh, school. Like people, the people that they went and they got together and they gave money and they built a shul and it's our shul and we do in our shul. You have a it's all preparing. It was it was all done so we could daven. As opposed to just walk into a random shul, you don't feel that preparation, what's going on. So every time you're building a mizbech, that means I'm putting all that effort to prepare me for this moment. And it makes the moment much more special because there was so much activity that happened before that. So it is if you want to accept the yoke of heaven to perfection. You can't chap the kriyashma and the davening. Just don't jump into it. you got to prepare yourself with a lot of preparation and think what's what's about to happen. I'm about to stand before the Shechina Hakidosha. and if I am, it needs me to be in a pure and holy state. First, I have to have a clean body and then I have to do actions that are clean, L'Shem Shemaim. Then my heart and my thoughts should have a purity of, 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 of that and then a certain fear. And then when I get to the prayer, so by that moment in time, he's already conjured up image in his heart and mind of how awesome this experience is. And then the kabbalah can be complete. And that's what the rabbis are, are speaking about over here, that you that that certainly anyone who prepares for prayer beforehand, he will merit to have the Kabbalah Shlema more than without that. Okay, more than just regular kavana. In other words, you could say, okay, I'm diving, I'm gonna have kavanah But more important is to prepare yourself for the awesome experience. So he gives a few Mishalm to help us understand this. The brisker of, They say about the brisker of, he said he said about himself. He said he prepares for Havdalah on Masi Shabbos many hours beforehand. That's what he would say about himself. But when you would see him, he wasn't sitting cloistered in a room for three hours thinking about Havdola. He didn't do that. Before for Avdola, he he davened marav, like everybody does in marav. And before that he would be speaking in Torah with other Talmud Chachamim. He would eat Shalashudas. Okay. So what could the Brisker have meant? So, um, so he says, he says it must be that everything he did, the three to five hours of ravdala, his minds and thoughts were already focused on that. So he gives an analogy. Let's say you have a surgeon, and he knows that on a, this particular day, he's got a very tricky, complicated surgery. I mean, even the greatest of surgeons have their more difficult surgery, like it's a delicate brain surgery, and you know, one little drop off, you can paralyze or kill the guy. So, and and it's scheduled for the afternoon. Okay, so Rapinka suggests, do you think he starts thinking about it five minutes before the surgery? You know, what about when he's eating breakfast? What about when he's doing whatever he's doing? It's on the back of his mind. It's nudging him, right? Even though you see he's doing all, you don't see anything different in his behavior. He eats like normally. He worked us, let's say, in morning clinic like normal and he speaks with people normally but his heart and mind is totally focused on that very delicate experience that's going to happen later and that probably was the same thing with the Priskarov, that for him Havdola is like a difficult and complicated surgery and the Gemara says why is the words of the Havdola in the fourth bracha of the Amida because it's Chachma and because there's a Chochba involved in havdola, it was put in of Because the idea is Havdollah is not just plopling a few words. Ah, Shabbos over, you do Havdollah. So does that mean you do Havdollah? You just say these words, smell the besomning, put your finger in front of the candle, and that, that's it. And, okay, that, that, you've missed the whole idea of Havdollah. It's like a surgery. It's like when you have Siamese twins and you have to separate them. So you got Saturday and Sunday, Siamese twins. They're the same. Ask a boy, what's between Saturday and Sunday? We'll good. say Saturday is college football, Sunday is pro it's football. Sunday. That's about it. That. But, but, but what's, there really is no difference. It's day off and day off. So what's between Shabbos and Sunday? They're Siamese twins. No, it's a surgery. That mama separate the co-joint twins and realize, no, these are two separate entities. And that requires a lot of chachma. So for something that's a delicate surgery as you are surgically removing Shabbos from the weekdays, and now you have to understand your life is different on Shabbos than it is on Sunday, or Sunday as it is on Shabbos. To say, Do I really understand the difference between Kodesh and Chol? Do I understand that I'm leaving the Kodesh and I'm going into the Chol? That takes a lot of thought. So he's thinking about it. It's on his mind. What's going on over here? So that is what the brisker are of and that's what a doctor would do. So now we have to understand what are we exactly doing here too? So what can a person do to have success and having kavana in Davening, when let's say the guy's on the road. Right? So he gives a marshal. Let's say a Bentora is going Bainazmanim with his friends to the sea to have a little bit of swimming. That's title to relax a little bit. And does a little exercise and it's all the shame shaman. Okay, it's in the summertime and it's 5.30 Okay, he's starting to get his stuff ready to go onto the bus. All of a sudden he realizes, at a quarter to six, he realizes, oi, Shki is at six o'clock. And he has to daven mincha. So what does he do? He takes all his things, puts it on the ground. Uh, there's no water, so he puts his hand in the sand to clean his hand, so to speak. And he starts daven shvaneserim. So how can you dive with daven when you're starving on the beach? Right, and uh, it's, it's just the minute beforehand and uh, and he's also worried, you know, maybe he's going to miss the bus. All these things. So what's the eights? He says, you can't let these things be last minute afterthoughts. <clears throat> right? He says, before we get to that point, let's say at 4.30 and he's starting to think about mincha, and even if he's in the water, he's swimming in the water, He's thinking about, there's Mincha. So he has time to think about what's he gonna do, what's he gonna daven about. And when he realizes he can't daven in a shul anymore, so he has to start thinking, I better daven in a certain place. And this is a very unique prayer, as we said yesterday, that how often can I ever daven at a beach? Maybe no one's ever davened in this place, ever. And I'm the first Jew to daven to extract holy sparks from here. And it's like, this is a new uh, gateway to heaven. Who knows what the sparks. So he can have you know, certain thoughts about the feeling that's at this time and to prepare himself for the Shimon Esrei. Okay? And, uh, and the truth of the matter is, let's forget about this example let's say any day we're davening we already said every day's a different day and you know what maybe today's mincha is a most auspicious time for my prayers to be accepted and a little bit of imagery and a lot of true thoughts about the significance of prayer that stands before him and to prepare for that esrei, to think okay I'm going to have to say what am I what am I need to get forgiven for today? Okay. How can I get myself to be more impassioned by rifa'enu? Or by bere' Cholenu? How can I get more real with Parnassa? What will my Shma Koleinu add? If you're already thinking about that, then uh, again, if you're in the if even if you're in the the sea, in the ocean, but you're allowed to think about that when you're swimming. <laughs> like what do you think about anyway? I'm going to have to daven so you think about these things and therefore you know what maybe I should get out of the water 10 minutes earlier so I don't have to be worried about missing the bus all these things let me find a quiet place to daven so that's that's the idea that it shouldn't be a prayer that you just fall into and you got to do it quickly but you got to take thought into that and that's where he says, and here is the big yesod that lies in front of us. Um, and that many gedolim did this. To understand what the simple understanding of Davning is, you're standing before Hashem. Okay, and he says, and it's and it's like the muscle of a person, ah, uh, uh, Let's imagine you are—he doesn't say. Let's imagine you're on one of Elon Musk's um, flights. What is it called? The space, the space things he does. All right. Wow. Imagine that you are going on one of those flights. You're not going to think about that <laughs> in advance. You know, you're not going to have like butterflies in your stomach, right? how how um, stressed you're gonna be, not negatively stressed, but how many hours beforehand are you gonna figure well, maybe I shouldn't eat scrambled eggs uh, this morning because it's gonna get all jumbled up all when right, I'm going. and eggs. Well, whatever it is, yeah. right? And, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be ready really early and he's gonna go say, I wonder what I'm gonna see. This is such an amazing experience. So, uh, so, your mind is going to blast off. Yeah. So, now imagine the truth is, that's exactly what's happening when you're dominating I'm blasting off into the Shaman. I'm and really, just like when, when you go on the, an actual rocket, what do they call the, the, the G's? The G force, the gravity yeah. force. It like it pushes down on you. I have no idea how that feels. But anyway, it's like, well, you feel a little bit summons when you're in an elevator for that one yeah. second, goes, uh, and you feel your whole kishkas fall down. Imagine a million times more is the G-force. So what am I going to do to overcome the feelings of the G-force? So I don't, remember, those things are like 15-minute flights, right? They go up, hang around, and then they come down. Yeah. You don't want to waste the whole time just closing your eyes, you know, like when you go on these uh, roller coasters, you're yeah. just closing your eyes till it's over and then you're out. Yeah. So the thing is, don't you think there's a a G-force when you're Yeah. The gravity, the gravity of physicality. Gravity of the situation. No, but it's pulling you down. It doesn't want you to engage in that. And now let's think about what's going to happen. You are going on a rocket, mamish, to the kisei kavod of shamaya. That's where you're going. And you are going to be a partner with Hashem in the creation of the world. And you're going to build spiritual worlds, repair spiritual worlds. And therefore, with great Sadiqi, they prepare hours before Davni to get themselves totally focused in that. So we don't need to have hours on this. But the point is, this is what we'll call the asey tov of the hachonah. This is the do good of the preparation. So of course for us, it's very hard to have kavana during da'am. Why? Because any uh, tefillah, any tefillah that we only begin to start to think about it before we start the tefillah you're already in troubles or you suddenly you have to go somewhere and now you're somewhere else and now I got to it, or let's say like this you want to go to sleep got your PJs on you're about to hit the pillow oh my gosh I didn't dive Marv <laughs> so what do you got to do? I got to quickly dive Marv and get back to sleep right so those things definitely don't have any preparation now of course he said but don't feel it's never going to work, you know, it's going to be a terrible dawn maybe Hashem Badaf wants you to daven under those situations, but that's not the way you want to get into a davening, especially a davening where we're making it our point to come to Mincha at 2 o'clock. So we're coming to Mincha at 2 o'clock, so it's like, what are we doing? What What is the game plan for this Mincha? Like, what's the strategy? And just like if you're if you're meeting people Let's say you're having a meeting with somebody you walk in with a strategy what is it i'm planning to accomplish from this meeting i'm trying to get a deal with this guy or whatever what are the kind of things he's going to want to hear you're thinking about it and even if you've prepared for the meeting the day when i have to give a shear do you think i give this year without preparation there's not one shear i give without preparation okay probably because i couldn't but the point is even even if i'd say the partial class i give on monday So let's say I'm lucky I have it prepared on Sunday. You don't think I don't look at the notes before the class? Think I just walk in cold turkey? I say, let me go over again, make sure I got everything straight in my mind, make sure I I don't forget certain things, Maybe make a few more notes, because I want this year to be good. Right? And I'm sure in whatever work you're doing, if you have a meeting with people, you're prepared. So the fact is you have three meetings with Hashem a day, and This is to realize this is like incredible what the opportunity is over here. So what's my game plan? As opposed to okay, I have to do this. I got to dive in three times, and this is the one that works out the best for me. And I'm just going to dive in and get through with it. Then there's no way you're going to have any kavana. So therefore, the the idea of the two aspects of hakana. One is you want to clear out the negative things. Okay, so that you need a minute to just forget about things. But that's not enough. I say, okay, how am I gonna be Maqadeh Shem Shemaim Bishleimus? How am I gonna sanctify God's name in, in the most perfect way? And I'm getting such an opportunity to talk to Shem. there's things that I can accomplish. What, what things should I bring up with the Almighty? Should I bring up the war in Israel? Should I bring up the fact that I'm having trouble with my learning? Should I, like, what is it, you got a chance to ask and Hashem is listening. Or you can say, you know what? I don't really have that much to ask. So I just want to uh just uh talk to Hashem and share with him my feelings. So it's like everything's fine, everything's fine. Nobody's sick or Hashem. Knows. It's okay. So I'm just gonna say Hashem, you know, thanks so much that everything is fine. That's all. Parnasa, thank you, God. It's it's good and it's and I appreciate that it all happened. I don't have to struggle with it. What? And that's also okay. That's fine. This is what I'm trying to accomplish with Hashem. It's, remember we said on Monday, it's not asking for things so much as continuing the relationship with Hashem. So you're getting a chance for that. Now, it's it should be no different than we talk to our spouses when we come home. Like, what's the purpose of talking to your spouse? I mean, everything, if anything was wrong, your spouse would have called you. So everything's okay. So what are you talking about? Well, mundane things. How did work go? How did this go? Did you feel frustrated? This? What, what, what does it help? Well, it just helps to keep the connection very strong. So that's what we're doing as well. So therefore, he says, it's not easy, but if you train yourself, right? Now, it's a big level. To be able to do this is a big level, and it's hard to reach this level, he says. But on the other hand, it's something that you can acquire by habit so to speak by training and over time this can be done as part of your davening and therefore before the davening that's why it's always um, good to come a couple minutes before davening a minute or two and not to schmooze with people but okay just close your eyes and think about what you're about to do okay now um, And, you know, not to have crazy thoughts. You're going to have, like, the most stupendous davening in the world. But just say, okay, what one thing can I do to really make sure this davening is a little bit different than any other davening? To what can I do to remember that I'm standing before Hashem? Uh, And why is this prayer going to be unique than anything else? And the truth of the matter is, we should be doing this before we do any mitzvah. You're learning Torah. What am I learning Torah for? Well, it's part of my daily routine. No, when I learn Torah, I'm learning bechavrusa with Hashem. So I want to appreciate the fact that I'm learning Torah and it's a great opportunity um, to uh, bond with Hashem on an intellectual level. Okay. Um, And and am I really trying to absorb the message that I'm getting from the Torah that I'm learning? Okay. Um, And that's going to change the whole... Point of the learning. Okay. And for this, you don't always need to set aside this time. Again, he's saying it could be while you're do- whatever else you're doing. And you're in the car to come to shore. Okay. So it takes whatever it takes five minutes, whatever it is. So you don't have to have anything on. Just think, where am I going now? What do I plan on doing? What am I going to say to a chef? It doesn't take any more time. But a lot of people say, oh, I got five extra minutes. What am I doing? Well, let me hear what's going on in the world. Well, that's not exactly the best tahana for tefillah, but you know, or, or, or whatever, when you're walking to Shul on Shabbos, what am I, what's gonna be this Shabbos about? There's always opportunities. You're shopping before you have to go to Shul. So you're waiting in line. What are you thinking about? It's a training of the mind. What's the next thing that I'm gonna do with a Baruch Hu, that I want this to be well with my entire presence there. So this is something that doesn't cost you any time. We always complain, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. You don't have to have enough time. But that's where the the uh, the social media is a really destructive force. Because as I've said, this becomes the default position in people. It's the default. Oh, I got a 5X rinse? Let me see what's going on in the world. No, the default position. You should have, I don't know, they should create a, 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 an app that gives you um, spiritual thoughts for three minutes. I mean, they do, but you have to go and Google and find it and this and that, but just to have something, a machshavah tevah, Uh Machshavah toiva app. So when you're going to work, you press machshavah toiva app, and it tells you, well, have, why not think about the following things before mincha? Why not think about the following things before marv? Right, and then that, but so, now before we had apps, we had brains. Now that we have apps, we don't have to have brains anymore, okay? So now that you've got the, the app application in your mind to know before every prayer, I think about the upcoming prayer. Now, most of us are driving before we pray, most of us. So that should be like a built-in tool that you're thinking about, and that is the hakuna that you can have. Yes? So, I think that I mentioned before about even listening to a share beforehand could be problematic. You so can listen, this. but then two minutes before, stop. Right. So sometimes you have a class right before that leads right into... Okay, double so double now double. it's one fifty-seven. So we're well, going to stop. I'm suggesting we stop early, but... Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So now we're going to stop. Right. And then you got two minutes to okay. p- prepare. But we were talking about preparing. We were saying, morning. We go straight for the year Okay, so really it would be a good idea. I thank you for the the loving sure people use time we, wise, we should we should We should stop two minutes before if, if people use time wisely yes yeah, you're shmooze, right they're all going to start then, schmoozing because so I should end three minutes before saying and for the next two minutes let's prepare our minds for yeah. comedy so that's the I mean it's, it's better to at least learn yes because then they're not schmoozing yeah. yeah so I hear I hear okay Shkoyach. okay excellent we'll start the next say for Mirza tomorrow <laughs> sure that I'm listening. Right, please to